all gas, no brake. We're going to be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Let's go, man! All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Jets Way Podcast. Jake, Sean, Lorenzo. Jets, most recent defeat, albeit could be thought of as a moral victory. We'll get into that, obviously, as the program unfolds here. Jets fall to the Buccaneers. It felt like deja vu all over again. Tom Brady, last second, last second uh, touchdown pass to bring the Bucs back. Uh, questionable decision on fourth down with two minutes to go in the game. But uh, before we get into uh, everything else, guys, how is everybody Sundays? All things considered, I think it was a good Sunday. Really no complaints. How about you, boys? Definitely, definitely a good Sunday. Um, I like what I saw um, from the Jets there, but yeah, ready to ready to get into it. All right, so we could just start off with the obvious here. Zach Wilson, the overall performance. Uh, who who wants to start off with that one? I mean, there's obviously a lot to like uh, from this past Sunday, and every week it just seems like he keeps getting better. Yeah, no, I think if if we're giving a grade on it, um, I'm definitely going. A minus here. I, I think he really played. That was probably his best game of his career so far, um, making a lot of highlight throws um, into tight windows, especially there were a number of number of throws uh, to Kenny Yaboa, um, even the one to um, I forgot who dropped it on the on the sideline there. But Keelan a lot Cole. of good throws. That, yeah, Cole. Keelan Cole. A um, lot of really good throws. The accuracy, the timing was all on point. So like what I saw there. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's the best game from Zach, like the most complete game. He had some zip on those throws. He looked very comfortable back there. He looked like he knew what he was doing. Yeah, and honestly, I thought the most encouraging part was the fact the Jets were down the top three receivers, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Jamison Crowder. Don't think either. I don't, I think Crowder's done for the year. Um, won't be suiting up for Buffalo. We knew Elijah Moore was already on the injured reserve, so he'll have to – go without those guys again. The offensive line, albeit a shorthanded unit, I thought they kind of held their own in the second half. Things kind of started to unravel for them a little bit. I know the Bucks were without uh, Shaq Barrett and JPP, but Dan Feeney did a nice job filling in at center. Um, Dan Feeney, a lot better in the regular season than, than in the preseason. I thought the last two weeks Feeney has played very well. Um, George Fant got hurt. Don't love that. And uh, Michael Carter, of course, 55-yard carry to open up the game gets a concussion the next play I uh, hope he's available this week in Buffalo but just going back to Zach here it's just you you see the big league throws that the, the good ones make and not good ones great ones that Patrick Mahomes makes Aaron Rodgers makes Justin Herbert Joe Burrow lump him into that conversation and um, the big theme here that I'm starting to see is you're starting to see those things that make you the second overall pick and the things you want to see in a rookie year. Not everybody can be uh, who had a great rookie season. Like Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has rookie season. Not everybody can be that. Not everybody can be uh, like Cam Newton had a great rookie season, right? Not everyone can put up those numbers year one. And and I said it and on this great radio show that we have here. I said it from the beginning that it's going to be pretty ugly before Thanksgiving. But after Thanksgiving – I think that's when we'll start to see Zach Wilson really start settling in. And 
I don't want to sound like the uh, <laughs> the guru here, but I mean, guys, after Thanksgiving, it's it's been a different quarterback, and he just looks much more comfortable. He's not dancing around back there in the pocket. And now, before we get back to the game, it's just we need Zach Wilson to take the leap in year two that we're seeing Burrow and Herbert make in their second years. We saw Josh Allen make it, Kyler Murray make it. All those guys in year two took a giant leap forward. And what do all those guys have in common? They all got better players on the offensive side of the ball. All of them. You look, Herbert uh, got Rashawn Slater, got a left tackle, got something. The, the receivers were fine. I mean, how much better can you get than Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler? That's that's pretty damn good right there. Um, Stephon Diggs went to Buffalo. DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona. Joe Burrow. Oh, let's just – everyone here wants – everyone is saying, don't draft the receiver high. Don't draft the receiver high. You, you guys see Jamar Chase's stats yesterday by any chance? <laughs> so, build on offense. Please, please. Yeah, and, and just to like go off your point there, I definitely agree. Like even the Chargers, they even brought in a, a new offensive coordinator, so that definitely helps out um, the offense in that sense. Um, yeah, drafting a left tackle. Um, it, it's just curious to see like what the Jets, how the Jets can build because we have so many different ways. I mean, we have cap space, we have um, tons of draft picks, so it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, the blueprints out there, and it's proven it works, and. It just needs to be done, and I have faith that it, that it will happen. Just one last note there. I think it's very good that Zach Wilson will stay in the same system next year. He doesn't need to learn everything over again. It's going to be the same head coach, same offensive coordinator, same everything, and that's really big for a young quarterback right there, having that continuity. So he comes in here next year ready to build rather than, okay, let's start off again from square one. I need to learn the ins and outs of this offense. He'll have it mastered by then. So that's um, – no small thing right there, but um, getting back to the game, uh, to the defense and th the coaching staff as a whole, I thought did a great job getting this team prepared to play football for the first time. I think honestly, all season with Robert Sala there, you can't really count the Jacksonville game because Robert Sala wasn't the head coach. It was Ron Middleton and his crew running things all week. So Sala had the defense ready to play. LaFleur had the offense ready to play. They weren't making those ill-advised penalties that we saw all season long. And on defense, they were able to hold their own, all right, against Mike Evans and Antonio Brown for the first half. Um, <laughs> that's just I, – I, listen, I don't play around with mental illness or anything like that, but God. That's, that's – yeah, it's just – What a disaster. That's something else. <laughs> um, but, but, and Rob Gronkowski, I thought Bryce Hall had a little bit of a rough day, but, I mean, who, who doesn't have a rough day covering yeah. Mike Evans <laughs> and Rob Gronkowski? It's not with Tom Brady throwing the football. So I thought those guys held up. And obviously Brandon Eccles, who I, I got to be honest with you guys, I wasn't really thrilled with him asking for autographs after the game either. Um, I know that was a big thing on the uh, the Twittersphere after the game. I don't think it's really that big to really uh, throw up your arms about. But me personally, that's something I wouldn't do after losing a football game or, or anything. I wouldn't be asking for the guy that just beat me for his autograph. But whatever. I, I mean, it was, it, was a ball, it was the ball he intercepted. Yeah, I don't mind yeah, it. I, I don't mind it. Listen, man, that's like uh, that's that's like if I was in a fight against somebody and the guy just knocked me out after I landed a few nice shots on him. <laughs> You're like, hey, man, can you sign your can can you sign this glove? Yeah, but that's like if Mike Tyson knocked you out or something, or like Ali, you know, Tom's the goat. You pick him off. You're a rookie. Yeah, usually if my team, if, I don't know. 
it, it is what it is. I'm not saying that the guy's a bum. I'm not saying that what a joke, but me personally, I'm not doing something like that. That's fair. Every, That's fair. Every, I respect it. Every, everybody's different, but uh, what are your overall thoughts on defense from that game? Because we, we did start to see a little bit of improvement and, and honestly the pass rush was starting to get there as well. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I thought the pass rush was okay. Um, I think, I, I mean, it's, Honestly, I feel like Tom Brady always just has tons of time to throw the football. Maybe that's just me, but um, I mean, we we did we didn't hold our own. Um, it was good to get um, an uh, interception to actually lead us to points. I thought that was, um, I mean, even if we won the game, it would have mattered more. But I thought that was um, a great point in the game. Yeah, I think like all things considered, the secondary did like okay. I mean, we need safeties. There's there's no if ands or buts about that. I mean, love the cornerback play. I think Tom hung like. 400 yards on us, but you know, it's, it's still a very young team and a very young defense. Yeah. uh, Guys, I really don't understand in the last two minutes, we'll get to the last sequence of events, uh, this, this football game, but why is it that every team in the last two minutes against Tom Brady just doesn't rush? Everybody plays this prevent three man rushes, just sit back on your heels. He, I feel like Brady has never lost when teams do that to him. In the last two minutes, he'll always find a way. Seriously, crazy to me. Um, but just getting back to uh, the offense here for a second um, and just kind of the bigger picture of things, Braxton Berrios, guys, we need to have a conversation here. Is, is Braxton Berrios just it, – it looks, he looks like a different player. And honestly, he might be a starter on this team next year at this rate. Uh, how fast can we get Braxton Berrios signed to a contract extension before the offseason? As soon as possible. <laughs> what he's no if yeah yeah, he's just got to be signed back. He was the number one weapon out there, and just a big round of applause for Michael Floyd too. Just doing doing the absolute most with the very little that that's out there. Yeah, and just another shout out of guys to a lesser extent that I think should be back on this team. I think Austin Walter warrants a return to this football team. All right, I think the Jets' running back depth chart is rather good. All right, you have Michael Carter, who's your obvious starter. Tevin Coleman, I know he was on the COVID list, but he's shown a lot of really nice things this year as well. And you found Austin Walter. Even Ty Johnson played all right yesterday. He's, Ty Johnson, I think after his uh, timeout as a healthy and active, he started catching the ball. He, he looked like a little bit more of a, a disciplined player rather than you know just running all over the place and dropping the ball like he didn't know what was going on. So. I guess that was good to see from Ty Johnson, but LaFleur seems to do a nice job of utilizing guys in their wheels and getting guys on the outside or getting them in space, just making guys miss following blockers. It's, it's really good to see. Whereas last year and in years past, it would be, okay, here's handoff up the middle. Let's run for two yards and fall down now. And all right, it's third and nine. Here's the screen. Here's the, here's the (laughs) halfback draw here. It it really is refreshing stuff to see in LaFleur. Um, for most of the game, I thought the second half, it wasn't the, the best play calling, to be completely honest with you. But um, I guess we can just jump right on into it. Guys, what in God's name what was that play? Call? What was that play call in the last two minutes right there? Can somebody please sum that up it, for me? Because I'm at a loss of words. It sounds like we had a rookie quarterback that the coaching staff didn't tell to what, what he should do with the play. And he just he thought he was making the right decision based off what the coaching staff taught him. But they didn't tell him, you know what he should do in that situation on fourth and two with the game on the line, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, honestly, during the moment, I was just 
I'm 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 just very glad that that wasn't a design play of just a quarterback sneak on fourth and two. Like that gives me a little bit more confidence in the coaching staff. I mean, obviously it was a little it was commun- miscommunication on on both sides. Um, maybe it was more on Zach. Who knows? But yeah, I'm just I'm just glad it wasn't a just straight up fourth and two quarterback sneak. That's all I got to say. Yes, I hear all the points here, but here's here's my thing: why I think it's completely ridiculous and unacceptable. They called the timeout. Yeah, also true. How in, how does that not get communicated when you have it? What did you call a timeout for then exactly? <laughs> All right, I'm sitting there. It's okay, great. Fourth down here. What we're going for? That was a game that yeah, if the Jets won. I'd be pretty happy. We just beat the defending champs. You can't be too upset by that, especially that that can show me that things are starting to turn around around uh, around here. You got Tom Brady coming to your house, and you're shorthanded. And you can beat him. Okay. All right, we're building something here. That's great to see. So with two minutes left, fourth and two. You call a timeout. I'm sitting there like, okay, great. Let's let's dial up something here. Let's get a guy in space. Let's let's do something shifty here. And, and that's what you, like that doesn't get communicated. Like, hey Zach, we got to get the ball to Barrios here. You're handing it off to Barrios, no matter what. This is what we want. All right. What what was getting like? I don't understand how that does not get just relayed with crystal clear direction. How? And you called the timeout. So what exactly did they talk about in that timeout? And the head coach after the game was very, very upset that that went down. (laughs) Uh, Unacceptable, man. Yeah, it is unacceptable. Do we, do we think that's more on Zach or the coaching staff? What's, what are your thoughts on that? Coaching staff. I think the coaching staff. Yeah. I think it's more on them. It's not on the coaching staff. It's on the head coach. It's on the head coach. I mean, listen. Maybe it's on Mike LaFleur. Who knows? No, it's not on Mike LaFleur because Salah has a headset on, and he can say, hey, like, Zach, you got to hand the ball off to Bay. If, if, if Salah did not feel that the play was not being relayed to his satisfaction or clear enough, he has to be a head coach there, man. You have to. You, that, that's all on the head coach right there. He called a timeout. Nah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but I think for, like, it's also a read play. You know what I mean? Like, he had the option to hand it off to Barrios, but he just decided because he said he saw the, the A-gap was open, yeah. so he decided to go for it. That's why I'm like, maybe yeah. they maybe yeah. they put a little bit too much trust in him in that situation, maybe. I don't just, know. But I agree. I, I agree. It has to be communicated clearly. Yeah, You have to make and, it crystal yeah. clear to him what you want and not play. It's just bad. Listen, if it was like fourth and inches, okay, I got you. Two yards? Yeah. I mean, you're Zach Wilson. You've been playing football your entire life. You got to think to yourself, I've never gotten a first down this far on a quarterback sneak. L- why don't I try against the league's best interior run? De- Come on, man. There's no way. In- There's no way he thought that. There's no way. Agreed. And, and to these people, before we get back to the game here, I-, I just have to say my little piece here. Can somebody please tell Bart Scott and Willie Colon that no, seriously, nobody cares, guys. You guys aren't real Jets. That's that the Jets post game live show has been dead for I, I forgot how many years now. Probably what like it was once Ray Lucas left the show. Nobody started. Nobody cared about that program. Show's dead. Those guys are st- Willie Colon. You're a Steeler. The only thing I remember about Willie Colon playing for the Jets is getting his weekly holding penalties on Sundays and <laughs> when when he was inactive when he was on the injured reserve when they played the Giants right before Christmas time and the guy went out of bounds and Willie Colon got a 15-yard personal foul penalty from the sideline while not playing. So, Willie Colon, 
let's let's leave it to the actual Jets to give their insights on the team. They're sitting there saying that Zach Wilson is being selfish doing that quarterback sneak because he has character concerns. Do they know Zach Wilson personally? or And Bart Scott, that guy was nothing but a locker room clown for the Jets. Really was. That guy, that wasn't a Jet right there. David Harris was the middle linebacker of the Jets, and not Bart Scott. Guy was never the best linebacker on his own team sitting at it. Come on, man. You guys are just trying to extend your careers to – you're just hitching off the Jets' mis- misfortunes just to be relevant. Just had yeah, to say that my was, piece there. No, I think that was I, – I definitely agree. I think that was totally just, like, out of bounds. Like, it, it just wasn't necessary. I think you can critique, you know, the play, call, whatever. But, like, to say he has character concerns, just, like, where did that even come from? Where are your sources? Like, what is that? Clickbait. Yeah, it's just bizarre. They want clicks. And Zach went toe-to-toe with the reigning champs, and you're going to – Absolutely kill him for one play. Just ridiculous. Yeah, and, and they're guys that don't give a damn about how the Jets do. They could care less how the Jets – they're not Jets. I don't know. If, did you guys ever see the postgame show with Ray Lucas, Joe Klecko, yeah. Yeah. Adam Shine? Don't, I mean, Adam Shine obviously doesn't he, – he has no affiliation with the Jets, but very good NFL analyst. I, I enjoy his content. But um, Ray Lucas, that's a Jet right there, man. Through and through that, and and they got they hosed him on SNY too. I don't know if you guys they, they didn't they didn't bring him back. They didn't renew his contract. I saw that, yeah. That's ridiculous. And Joe Klecko, that's a, that's a Hall of Famer right there in my book. It's a Jet, not guys that that won with other teams and weren't even good Jets either. What I mean, Ray Lucas wasn't great, but he 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 really was. He was great on that show. Ever since he left, I stopped watching. I, I looked for. I didn't even watch the four o'clock games because I wanted to see Ray <laughs> Lucas talk after the game. Nobody's nobody's taking time out of their Sunday slate to watch Bart Scott. Give me a break. That's why that's why he's not on afternoon drive on, on the WFAN. He lasted a whole two months. That being said, I'll always love him for can't wait. Yeah, give me a can't wait. What for you for you to come out and miss tackles the next week against uh, Pittsburgh? Can't wait. I hate that. Doesn't that. fire you up? Low. No, not that at doesn't all. Fire you up? Most nah, overrated that was, thing. That was a great moment, though. Just it was. Yeah. Just, little, just little, little to do with Bart Scott while they won that game. Can't wait. Why don't you can't wait to go out there and win next week? That was my last great memories <laughs> as a Jet fan. No. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But that's that's it was out of bounds for them to say that about oh, Zach sure. Wilson. No, it, for sure. Ridiculous. Um, just getting back to the game here. Uh, also, another positive that I think we should point out: Eddie Pinheiro's done a very fine job since coming over and being our kicker for Matt Amendola. And I honestly forgot. Or what was the other guy's name again? I forgot. Uh, wait, the rookie? It was the guy that they kicked for a game. I think he kicked in the uh, – <laughs> It was the Eagles game. Yeah, I was, was the there. I could... it, w- it wasn't Chris the kicker. It was somebody else. No. Chris the kicker. Um, we've just gone through way too many at this point. It's – it's yeah. just – it really is. <laughs> it is what it is. It really is. Um, some more positives. Um, honestly, I, I call, call me crazy here, though. I kind of like Elijah Riley. I know he messed up a little bit at the end of the game there. I think he makes a lot of things happen in that defensive backfield. I, he kind of looks like a player to me that we should definitely consider bringing back to this team. I mean, I don't even know. Is he under contract next year? It's just – I know he, they brought him in for halfway through the season. Not even – it's like, what, two months ago probably from the Eagles yeah, and their practice squad. I, I kind of like him, man. I think he's a nice depth piece on the secondary that can co- that can cover some people. He's got some wheels. He's not afraid to tackle. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm not – I don't necessarily would want him as like a starter, but as a depth piece for sure. 
I mean, that just that angle is just still that he took at the the last play of the game was just it was hurtful to watch. But I do agree with you. I think he's been like pretty much solid, um, you know, while he's played. Yeah, definitely has a death piece. And for Michael Carter, I love me some Michael Carter, but do we have some durability concerns? No, I mean it's a concussion though. He was hurt earlier he in got the year too. Rocked, bro. Wasn't like no, I know, I know. He got <laughs> rocked, man. It's just something to know. think about. What what running back doesn't have durability concerns? No, I, I mean you're right. I mean it is his first year. We'll see. I'm he's not joking. Smaller, though, he's a smaller I, guy. I can't think of any running backs that play a full season anymore. Not other than sure. Jonathan Taylor. But he's young. Like once they get like past like two two to three four years, it's like that's when it's like yeah. it, it also goes downhill. It also helps that Mike that Jonathan Taylor's built like a house where you know my, nah, Michael yeah, Carter. <laughs> He's not the biggest guy in the world. Honestly, yeah, Michael Carter, to me, looks like a, a better version of Clyde. Clyde Edwards-Alaire for the Chiefs. I kind of see that comparison there. And, I mean, that that run at the beginning of the game, that was all Michael Carter. I mean, it was nice blocking. It was very good block. But Michael Carter ran through the contact and created that whole thing and then re- accelerated on the outside and just got tripped up. That was, that was really all Carter on that play. It wasn't like there was this massive crater and all this green grass ahead of him, he made that happen running through contact. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, and he's also one of the best like running backs, like breaking the tackles, getting through tackles. So that's also he's like good, man. a good sign. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's slippery. Fourth round, fine too, man. Just just a good player. And, and somebody brought up a great point before. I forgot who it was. They finally played Jaboa on offense, and uh, why weren't we doing that sooner? Honestly, I saw more from him than I saw from Ryan Griffin pretty much all season. In, in one game <laughs> there's is croft supposed to come back next week or is he on the uh is he on the shelf i'm not gonna lie he's like a weekly like questionable i feel like <laughs> nah he's done he's not back on this team next year no nah, yeah he's done. he's probably done and speaking of not being back on this team next year the, the denzel mims journey's over it's over yeah yeah appears to be once you start losing snaps and by the way this guy is brutal man <laughs> Jeff Smith, I've enough, enough. I still can't believe he's on the team after last we year. Had this, I th- we had this conversation every year with Jeff Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, this is the last year we're saying the name Jeff Smith. He's terrible. I feel like nothing good ever comes when they target him. Nothing. Denzel must be like some like he, he has to be, be like absurdly bad, bad to like you can't even get a snap with this dev chart. With Braxton Berrios being the number one out there, and also yeah. DJ wasn't DJ <laughs> Montgomery playing over him too? Yeah, yeah. He, he even got a couple snaps. Dude, that is brutal. And also, it was really telling after the game where Silas said we didn't see the, we didn't see a uh, the, the scenario didn't show up for Mims to play. <laughs> what scenario are we talking yeah. about here? Yeah, that's, that's that's tough. It's like he must be absolutely horrific, horrific, and that's that's bad, man. That that's really really bad. I mean, the first two picks of Joe Douglas's career as GM. I know the circumstances, but that sucks, man. If we had a little bit more from that draft, who knows? Who knows what we'd be talking about right now? You're right. Absolutely. He but, he didn't make up for it with his 2021 draft class, I will say. So, and then I would, as we've been saying, you know, huge draft ahead. Let's let's do the last draft all over again next year. Or this year, actually, 2022, boys. Did you? And, and now that we can kind of look a little bit more towards the future, we won't spend too much time because we have a lot of time. 
before free agency in the draft, unfortunately. Um, did you guys happen to see any of the uh, college football games from this weekend? Uh, any of the college football playoff? I uh, saw so Michigan just get absolutely traced. See you Hutchinson kind of get. Yeah. Maybe a stock dropped a little bit. Who knows? A lot of people are hard on it, but also he played the whole game. Like before, they're showing me clips of him getting, you know, bullied in the fourth quarter. It's like, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> he didn't come off the field the whole game. Like, and the offense wasn't moving the ball. So, you know, Jamison Williams, though, please, please. I want him like bad. Bad. And you know who else was also making things happen? The offensive tackle for Alabama, Evan Neal. He's Just saying. Really I, don't, I don't think we go that route, though, to be honest. I don't, I don't think we do either. Well, what if I tell you this? What if I tell you that Tony Pauline is correct and that the Jets coaching staff in front office is uh, divided a little bit on Makai Becton? What if I tell you? I could see it. I think that's true, though. I, like, I think that report is very much true. Because you have to think about it like this. And people, you know, people in our mentions and whatnot, they're, they're very blinded sometimes by fandom. And I'm not sitting here saying the Jets need to trade Mekhi Becton or I would trade Mekhi Becton. You need to face reality here. He has the, – the concerns before the draft are starting to come up a little bit. The weight. The work ethic. And well, that's maybe maybe the work ethic to a lesser extent, and also the durability of being a bigger guy. All right, he was supposed to be out. What was it? Four to eight weeks was the time frame. Yep. yep. How does four to eight weeks turn into the entire season? It's a great, great question. Is anybody like, what in God's name was he doing while he was not playing football? All I have to say is. I think the report is true or like there's some truth to it um, because fan favorite Damian Woody also told Mekhi Becton that he should probably lose some weight. And when like ex NFL players, like I'm pretty sure Damian Woody and Mekhi Becton have like a solid relationship. Like when he says that, you know, in the public, I think like that has some meaning to it. It's a good point. Damian Woody, despite winning a Super Bowl with the Jets, that's a jet right there. Yeah, he is. His contributions are remembered. Um, getting back to Makai Becton here, though. Um, guys, but seriously, though, it's not even like my, my axe to grind with Makai wasn't that I didn't like the pick. It's just the concerns that we – this is the thing with Douglas, though. They were there. It wasn't like we, this, this is taking us by surprise. It's they were there. And if the, if the, if the coaching staff that – you listen to for this upcoming draft class that the coaching staff that fed you information about Elijah Moore, um, AVT, which is a smash pick on the offensive line. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, Michael Carter, the running back, they, they put a star next to, if that coaching staff is telling you that this guy is not it, I think you got to get rid of him. And you're sitting there right now. And we're hoping that the jets are not in this position ever again of picking in the top five. And if you think you can get yourself a left tackle, or a lot of people think Neil can play right tackle. They honestly think his fit might be better at right tackle than left tackle. And you have George Fant on the roster, you you got to consider it. 
you have to you can't leave Zach Wilson's blindside in question. And George Fant is not a young guy either. He's 30 years old. I know he's still getting better. He's a little bit of a late bloomer. But how do you not consider that? I think that's just responsible GMing right there. I agree. I just don't. Is is Joe Douglas a prideful guy? Is he really going to trade his his first two picks of his first draft class? I don't know. Um, What necessarily are we getting in return for Makai Beckton? I think that's because, you know, you're not going to just trade him just to trade him. That would be irresponsible as well. No, listen, I'm not saying you should trade him, but I'm just saying, though, this notion of, like, this is the craziest idea ever. Makai is great. His weight's not a problem. It was a freak injury. It was probably a freak injury, but it's not the fact that he got hurt. It's the fact that he did not return the playing after the injury is the concern there. Because what was he doing? <laughs> like, how big How big <laughs> yeah. did this guy get that he couldn't play? That he, 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 It wasn't that he wasn't healthy. He wasn't in shape to play football, they said. If that's like, the case where his knee was fine, he's just not in shape, that's a huge red flag. And Joe's a smart guy, so all avenues have to be into consideration here. I mean, he had to have been healthy. Four to eight, four to eight weeks. Yeah. And if Joe's going to trade him, I trust it because legitimately, has Joe lost a trade yet? Has he? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. No, and honestly, uh, <laughs> Duvernay Tardif is looking to be like yeah. this uh, <laughs> late-season gem. No, he's never lost a trade. Yeah, I, I'm not saying to trade him, but I just don't think it's like a ridiculous idea by any stretch. I mean, it's just, bro, if, if we see that this is a problem, why are we going to put ourselves through this again? If we think we can get this corrected and Makai will be committed to the team, I'm not saying he's not committed to the team, but if, if he's committed to staying in shape and you th- in the coaching staff, the coaching staff was calling this guy out in the summertime for not being in shape. And that his reputation, even in college coming out, is he, he I'm not calling him a quitter, but like that was kind of his reputation. He taps out of he taps out of practice. He doesn't finish plays. Yeah. I like, mean do, do you think there's a, a world where we keep Makai and draft um Evan Neal or no? That it's one or the other. I think I think there could be. I mean, that's just and Neil could probably slide in and play guard can play guard if not you've seen how injury prone the the two tackles are i just i'm not saying that that's what i would do but i just think it's it's an option i would i would not be a fan of that man but you gotta do what you gotta do what would you would you be more of a fan of that or taking a safety take the tackle (laughs) take neil it's a premium position yeah i mean it would just hurt because we just took a left tackle two years before that, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do, like I said. Yeah, and I know we just took a tackle two years before that, but I don't think that's really, like, the best argument there because, listen, part of being successful in life is owning your failure and that a lot of people that aren't successful don't acknowledge when they failed at something and it's too late before they do, like the Arizona Cardinals with Josh Rosen. It's a perfect example right there. But the line has been good. Like, if you told us before the season that Beckton was lost for the season, we'd be like, this is an absolute disaster. We don't have a left tackle. Fan stepped in. He's done good. Moses. Moses, exactly. The whole whole line stepped up, to be honest with you. I don't know, man. I I think it's an option. Listen, it helps Zach Wilson. 
How can exactly. you how can you hate anything that will help Zach Wilson next year? Honestly. Yeah, you're right. I'm all for the offensive picks here. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I just it's just tough. It, it, a lot I feel like a lot has to happen before we before we would draft Neil, to be honest. That's just my my thought process here. But I mean I, I'm open to improving the offense as well. Yeah, obviously, like I said, we have a lot of time. And just to be clear, before people start killing me, I don't want Makai Becton to be traded. I want it to work out. I'm just saying that, hey, I don't know everything. And that the people around him, like I think Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur know a little bit more about football and offensive lines than I do. And then, or anybody listening to this program (laughs) right now does. So, we just need to see that chapter unfold here, and hopefully it works out. But honestly, though, when I watched that game, I kind of thought that was a Joe Douglas type of player right there. Honestly. He's a big dude as well. Yeah. So, hey, something to think about. But I think if there's any doubt, would not fault them. Would no, not, not at all. fault them. So, guys, we have one more game left of this season. One more game. And it's finally like – it feels like – I would just kind of wish we started the season like this, you know? I I knew that we would probably finish the season like this, and I knew that the beginning would probably be a little bit on the uglier side. But one more game. Tough defense. Buffalo Bills, they will be playing everybody. They're playing for seeding. At Buffalo, it's probably going to be like three degrees. Second week of January in Buffalo, that's not great. Uh, What are we looking for? Uh, this week as we uh, finish this 2021 season? Uh, I think, honestly, just what I've been looking for these past couple weeks is just competitive football, Um, have a plan. Obviously, no injuries or anything like that. Zach Wilson can progress as well. Um, I think that's the most important part of the game for me. Yeah, I just want to see the team just play a good game of football like like they did last week, and Zach just continue to, to get better. Zach Wilson... Yes, um, it's like it, winning is a little unrealistic, um, but obviously that'd be great. Nothing. One of my worst memories as a Jet fan is going to Buffalo and losing uh, for the win in 2015 game with Fitzpatrick, Marshall, Decker, all those guys. I didn't know you were at that game. I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 no. I wasn't there. I was talking oh. like a, a figure, figuratively, figuratively oh, okay. of us going there. You know, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, we we live and die with this football team, uh, <laughs> but. Um, yes. Yeah, so that memory just, uh, stings in my head and nothing. I wish the bills were playing for the playoffs and nothing would make me happier than us going there and, and beating them and derailing their season, um, on their home field. Um, like they did on their home field to us, um, in 2015. So, uh, Zach Wilson, we need to see a, another step. That would be great. Um, not too confident. I don't know. Zach might struggle. That's another defense that likes to blitz. The offensive line could be shorthanded again the receivers never help him out. And who knows if Michael Carter will be ready to suit up for this weekend. So um, getting out of there healthy is also a, um, the most important thing to, to be quite frankly, yeah. to be, to be quite frank with you guys. <laughs> so um, we'll see um, guys. It's been a lot of fun this year. And next week we will uh, recap next week's game, spend more time on the off season and uh, have a lot of fun stuff planned as always on this program. It's been a pleasure. Great season, guys. As always, it's go Jets, right? Go Jets. It's always go Jets. Uh, like Jake said, let's let's sail into the offseason healthy.
Yes, please, 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 please. Honestly, you know what? Just before we go, I know we got to go, but honestly, that's not that's not a small thing. Remember, Marcus May got hurt against the Patriots in Week 17, a couple of years. I think it was his rookie season, actually, and he was pretty yeah. much done for the whole next year. So that's a real thing, right there. Take care, guys. Jeez. Always a pleasure. <laughs>